Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Big week. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) So much to talk about. Dan, you posted something in our Slack channel. I did. Can you tell me what I'm looking at here? Sure. It's uh, a new logo for Studio Neat. Ooh. Okay. So let me take a look at this here. So this is just, it, this isn't anywhere except in our Slack channel right now, right? R- right now. Yeah. I'm not sure when we will post this episode. Right. It might be. I think we'll have it updated okay. by the time we post it. So what so basically what what I'm looking at here is like I don't know, the iOS 7ification of the studio neat logo. <laughs> how, how dare you <laughs> it, it's more simple right like it's simplified you've we moved to a sans serif font which is much thinner as for writing out studio neat what is the name of this font uh this is like a modified version of verlag i've never heard of that one before and the uh studio neat logo has changed to s over n rather than uh, like the little percentage, so you're now mm-hmm. the S is on top of the N rather than them being like in diagonal of each mm-hmm. other in the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, is this to do with the 10 year anniversary? Yes, there's a whole uh, there's a whole story here though. Okay, and no, I, I look if there is one thing I had assumed that if the two of you show me a new logo, there's a whole story. <laughs> I, I was just <laughs> right because like this is not something that I could imagine you, either of you would take lightly. Um, yeah. I think it's actually really just nice and clean. Uh, it has. I think less character than the old one, but that's not a bad thing by any stretch of mm. the imagination. Yeah, and actually the the logo type, like the written out Studio Neat, mm-hmm. is very rarely used. It's pretty much only in our navigation on our website. So it's pretty much yeah. just the logo is, is what you're going to kind of see. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. so tell me the story. So we so yes, for for kind of coming up on 10 years and we just passed that uh milestone a couple weeks ago. Um we've been thinking for the past several months, like it would be cool to just do a little bit of a refresh Mm -hmm. of our logo and kind of branding. We've had this logo for most of studio need, probably the past, I don't know, seven years or so. So -hmm. we're like, that'd be nice to kind of revisit it and clean it up a little bit and maybe change it. And so we tried a bunch of stuff ourselves, and as usual, we were not happy <laughs> with any of them. Uh, we let me, let, me, like- let me confirm with this, because like, I know this from some of my own experiences. Does it tend to be in things like this that it's just the two of you can't decide? Like one of you likes something more than the other and it becomes too difficult? Or is it like a consensus, no, we just can't do this? It's kind of both. There's definitely disagreement of like direction. And then there's also just both of us feeling that none of them, none of the options that we're trying feel great. And And so it's like, well, this doesn't feel great. Like if you're trying to redesign when you were trying to redesign the logo yourselves, were you both presenting options or was just one of you doing the design work? Yeah. Yeah, We both did a bunch. yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. I wonder sometimes if it's a good thing or mm. a bad thing to have people with like matching skills in that way, like that you mm-hmm. both can do it. And I, I don't know if that's good or bad, right? Because mm-hmm. if it was like with me and Steven, he is much more um, like vi- like visually adept than me, like with that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I can't, mm-hmm. I can barely use Photoshop, right? Like I just, nor would I even know where to start. Like I'm going through this at the moment. I'm working with someone on a branding um, exercise and they said to me, it's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I no, I have nothing. Right. Like once people show me things, I'm like, I'm, I can go. I said, right. I want you to change this and that and that and that, but I need something. I can't create the visual stuff from nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I wonder if it's good or bad to have two people with kind of an equal skill set like that. Well, it really is helpful for communication or like the fact that like, let's say I had like I did some logo and then Dan had some thought about it or a way we would try changing it. It's good that he can like it, it minimum just like sketch it out or do the right. mock-up himself. Yeah, he right? can it's just like, do it rather than saying yeah. to you, what if you did this? Oh, no, you didn't do it the way that I wanted. Right. It's just like, exactly. no, I can just take what you've done and, and build on it. Interesting. And we have a really common, you know, language as, as it relates to like some of the technical things of making a logo and like type and stuff that we, it's just very quickly for us to like we can communicate, you know what I right. mean? Like very quickly. Right. So I think that is super helpful. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like if it was just very one sided and the designer was just like presenting stuff to the other person, that would be easier in terms of decisions, I think. But we probably would not get as far just because. The fact that we can communicate really well around that, you know, we can burn through iterations really quick. I mean, like we have like a, we have a, like a page in our base camp thing. That's like, I don't know how many logo options are on there, but there's a lot, like a lot <laughs> just because we can really quickly just like, Oh, what about this? What about this? Uh, so yeah, when, when we're both working on something like that, uh, it, it is, it feels pretty fluid, but it is sometimes really hard to like make a decision, you know, and like decide on something. Yeah, so we we did a you know some passes ourselves, and then as usual, we're kind of like you know this is the type of thing where we should hire a designer. Uh, so we went down that path a little bit, and we you know we kind of like found someone. We, we like looked on Dribble for uh, mm. designers that had like examples that were like, oh, this is like in the same vein of kind of what we're going for. Um, but that wasn't super fruitful. Like we kind of, like we hired a designer and then ended up like not using the work they did, um, just cause it wasn't quite, yeah. uh, you know, achieving what we wanted. So I that was similarly kind of a had a very similar experience yeah. recently <laughs> yeah. of paying someone. I didn't pay them a lot of money. It was, it was yeah. and they were like, how about this? And I'm like, Thanks so much. Bye. Yeah. And I, yeah, I am never touching yes. that. Uh, but I, I will pay you for your time. And that was the end of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we were a little bit uh, kind of feeling a little bit stuck or uncertain how to proceed. And um, Mike, do you know who Jessica Hish is? Oh, of course. Okay. So she's like, I guess for people that don't know, she's like the... Uh, 
probably the most well-known like lettering artist yeah. uh and uh she i mean she's a graphic designer she actually has like an incredible breadth of design skill yep. but i think she's most known for like hand lettering things um and then graphic design more generally and she um you know i follow her on instagram and, and twitter and such mm-hmm. and she decided to do a raffle to raise money uh for the loveland charity where you you could buy a raffle ticket for 25 bucks and then it would raise money for the charity and then she would choose a winner and that winner would be awarded a logo of her design like you'd be able to work with her <laughs> to make a logo <laughs> okay so i was like oh okay i'll you know 25 bucks i'll do this you know it's a good cause I'll, on a lark i'll do this and we won the <laughs> raffle. <laughs> uh, there were 500 tickets uh-huh. purchased. I purchased one ticket. One. Uh, one ticket. Because wow. uh, I just kind of did it on a lark. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. might as well. Um, so just the craziest thing of like needing a logo desperately and then just getting to work with like one of the best designers in the game <laughs> right now which would be a very expensive proposition if i, I if would be yeah to take that. yeah so we and it's interesting because we uh we didn't actually know that we would necessarily it, it's like the, the we were going down this path of like well maybe we won't like redo our logo and maybe we'll just make like a cool one-off design that we can like put on a hat or something but it won't be like a full-on rebranding and then as soon as we won that raffle with jessica was like well of course like we have, we have to use her to well, literally to whatever our, she do, gives us is yeah, now the new yeah. logo <laughs> yeah so so that's what happened so we worked with her it was a a real pleasure she's awesome uh and again it was it was amazing like she, she has just like such a breadth of knowledge, which is like we were talking about hats and stuff, which is a, like I guess a little bit of a tease if we want to make hats someday. I don't know when that's going to happen, but uh, she was like, "Oh yeah, well, like well, you want a five panel with this because the seam is like off center, and it's just like how do you know all of the stuff? Just like I off guess the, you made a like, hat. How do you know about hats, hats? Right? Like uh, I think somebody with the um, skill level and the experience that Jessica has she's just come up against it right like at some point she was working with someone and she had a hat design and it was like oh no you can't do this because of this and you can't do that because of that right like it's very similar Mm -hmm. to you two really Mm -hmm. yeah you know like when we were when you were helping me out with the first uh theme system it was like, mm-hmm. no, you can't do that because if you do that, it will print this way. And if you print this way, the entire book will just fall to pieces. So, you know, it's just like, right. yeah. you know, and so I think it's, this is just what happens when you've been doing something for so long. And she has been at like the top of this field for, for a very, mm-hmm. very long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but, I mean, it was great. It was, it was cool. Like she, I think she had like, you know, seen our, some of our you know, products before and stuff. So she was like somewhat acquainted with our brand so that was like uh, like nice and um so she actually like had some insight and i i remember we uh yeah we i think we had a couple like realizations i think especially just like talking to her about you know what the brand should be i mean when we were first thinking about like redesigning the logo we were thinking like a completely different approach and maybe like very abstract or just like very different um 
but it was interesting kind of having someone uh, who, who was like on the outside and then had some experience with our brand to kind of, you know, to kind of help in that way. So it was like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was awesome. It's interesting because the design isn't f- too far away. And mm-hmm. yeah. I, like now having gone through that, like how do you feel about that? Because like for me, I feel like if, <laughs> if we were going to redesign the Relay FM logo, I wouldn't want it to look like the current one. Like that, because mm-hmm. for me, it'd be like, well, I do it then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, it's so f- it's so funny. So like now, seeing our old logo, it's like, wow, I just only see the flaws. <laughs> it's like, right. oh my gosh, yeah. there's all these flaws. And um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, it is it is one of those things where it's like an ink. It's really like a logo refresh kind of sure. thing. Um, and that's kind of how we talked about it. But uh, you know, I think it just it's one of those things where it's um. The rationale, basically, you know, we we didn't have like a like a strong need to like change the brand in a way, right? Like we didn't want to like take a different direction in the feel of anything, mm-hmm. or and so I think for us we were kind of just like the reason we were considering really changing things was like, oh, does this logo feel stale? Like, do you know? Do we just need to refresh it? You know, we didn't have like super specific reasons. Um, and so I think just like, you know, talking more about that as like an option or just kind of a refresh, it just makes sense to, mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of approached it. It wasn't like blank slate. It wasn't like, oh, uh, Jessica only, you know, only just redo it. Like that's kind of where we landed after some, you know, mm-hmm. like exploring it. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I think um, one of the things that's nice about and there's kind of some more pieces to this like new identity thing than what you're seeing Mike but it's just it just feels so much more um like clean and fresh and like open and stuff and yes. so for us you know I mean I think and this will you know eventually bleed into like we're gonna you know redo the website some and stuff and so I think it, it feels good that we it's like we have this thing that's like intentioned and we can feel like rock solid about it um it's like oh you know who would you pick to like design some letter forms and like place them in a circle perfectly? It's like, Oh, this one person. Oh, we got that person. Okay. Like we feel very solid about like this thing. Um, so I don't know for me, it just feels good to like have something that, that we can just like rely on that feels like, you know, um, solid. Cause all the logo stuff we've done in the past, like we did it. And it's one of those processes where you're designing it. And then at some point you're just like, okay, that's good enough. And so it doesn't feel like this is it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice to be like in a process with someone where you can just be like, okay, no, this is it. And like, this is, it's cemented and like, we're done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, that feels nice. Dan, do you, I mean, do you? Yeah. Yeah, agree? totally. I mean, I think we had the, the epiphany I, I feel like we had when we were going through this entire process is the original kind of direction we were attempting is like, let's figure out a way to combine the S and the N letter forms to create some kind of cool abstract mark, like some kind of interesting looking symbol where the Mm -hmm. letters are playing off one another and like intertwined and connected in some way that's like cool and designy and nice looking. And I feel like we exhausted that. (laughs) We tried everything we could think of. Even Jessica, like tried some things that were cool and interesting but the epiphany we had is we were creating a puzzle 
that your brain has to solve when you're looking at it, where it's like the more abstract it becomes, you're adding friction to your to your brain when you're looking at it. it's like oh i see that's like an s and an n and they're kind of intertwined and that to me was like oh that's the opposite of we want of what we want to do our whole brand is about clarity and simplicity right. and removing friction rather than adding it so once we figured that out it was like okay we have like a direction now where really it needs to be just like this clear. perfectly clear dead simple thing and and that's where we landed I think that it does a very good job of reflecting the change in the company too, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and you were right that like, you were lucky that you didn't have to, you didn't have to do this, even though the company's changed so much in the last 10 years, because nothing Mm -hmm. about the brand, at least kind of like identity was fixed to the type of product that you made, Mm -hmm. you know, like as you have changed the, the makeup of the products, uh, if the logo was tied to that, you know, you would have changed the logo a bunch of times. Um, yeah. But that's not needed to be the case. But I think that there has definitely become, like, as you have stretched out across the types of products that you make, uh, the, the I think the desire for the, the logo to be so bold becomes less then mm-hmm. because the products ends up speaking for themselves more and you recognize a studio neat product more on the way it is made and looks rather than the way it is branded. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes sense. Plus, you know, just a a nice simplified, a more simplified circle logo just fits really well, especially with the pens and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes, it all kind of makes sense. Um, I have a question for you. hmm. Uh, The Mark two, which logo will it feature? We don't put logos on pens. (laughs) Is there nothing? (laughs) There's no, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll oh, you know what I'm thinking of? You know what I'm thinking of? Because I've been using the Apollo, right? And the Apollo yeah, has yeah. its own oh. logo on it. But I guess the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the packaging is easy enough to change. Oh, over. yeah, yeah. And that is the really interesting thing. Uh, and another reason why doing a logo that is at least similar to our old logo is nice is because we have all this legacy packaging and stuff that has the old logo on it. And so if we did a logo that was like way different, it could become very like jarring or weird for a customer because they might get something with a new mm. with the new logo on it and then later get something with the old one and it's just like, wait, what? It's not so different. But at least yeah. in this, it's not so different that it's like, okay, like, you know, at least it's like somewhat And similar. maybe it also and, doesn't make you feel like you have to change it. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we will. I mean, we'll definitely, like, whenever we mm-hmm. get a chance, like, refresh something, we will. But it's just, like, it, that is one nice aspect of not going, like, way off the rails in terms of something different. It's, like, mm-hmm. you know, we have all this legacy stuff. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I mean, simpler the better for sure in terms of, like, you know, and we had to think about, you know, what kind of logo would work for, like, if you're engraving it or milling it with a CNC like router bit or, you know, like laser cutting it, those kind of things. Yeah. Matter. Whereas, you know, like in the old version of the logo, if you got really down to the details of the letter forms, like a lot of them had like little square corners and stuff where it's, you can't really often do that with like a mill um, or even certain times of like mono stroke engraving and stuff. And so it's it's nice that we could kind of um, consider that, and we have at least versions of the logo that are like made for like a real single stroke, like 
single line engraving. And so things on like, a, if we ever were to like engrave it on a pin or something, or something, you know, that could just be really subtle, we could get this logo down to like a single, like a very thin single stroke. And that's pretty awesome because that, um, it just could be really but nice, it's just like incredibly that subtle. You never even considered the first time around, right? Yeah, it's, no, it's not like really. It wasn't a thing. It just why? Yeah, would you or, or if we if we had situations where we kind of had to do that, like for I think on the I forget was I remember at one point taking our one of our logos and like just kind of reworking it to be a single stroke thing, and it did not feel good. It was like, oh, I don't want to do this because it's like very not real. You know, I mean, yeah. no one would notice it's so small, but it's just. You know, it's nice that we could kind of like um, step back. And it's also nice that Jessica knew that that was a constraint, <laughs> right? And so it's like, we don't, uh, talking about communication, it's like she gets what that means and why it would be important. So she can like make choices about, you know, what that in looks like, for instance, um, you know, so that it's uh, like, you know, you can like engrave it really easily or whatever. So that's all that was all it feels good it feels like we're set up for success with all that stuff we don't have to like hack it or anything looks super good thanks i've been looking at it the whole time that we talk (laughs) it's way nicer it is way nicer yeah we also have a we we also have a couple little fun like accessory things too that came with it so that's that's uh that's fun we have some scripty things and like a like a badge thing so that's it'll be fun to kind of have a little kit of parts that we can use um for branding stuff so so yeah magsafe magsafe i want to talk to you boys about magsafe so (laughs) we've we've had this these types of conversations a couple of times because obviously you make uh an iphone apple watch docking solution called the material dock um Mm -hmm. it existed before qi charging then you uh, put a lot of work into making Qi charging versions of these products. Um, and now Apple has introduced a slight riff uh, on, the, on their Qi charging um, methodology with the introduction of MagSafe, which is like a bigger version of the Apple Watch charger. Um, mm-hmm. And they have accompanying magnets in the iPhone 12 line. Uh, that will line up and provide faster charging through this port, but it's still all based on the Qi standard. Mm -hmm. So I guess a couple of things, like one, uh, do you imagine wanting to change the current lineup of products that you have? And two, do you imagine a world where you might want to make new ones? Have you, what is the thinking? Yes. yes. Yeah. (laughs) So we, uh, I think I think the biggest thing about this MagSafe thing, uh, and I've actually torn one apart. I did it the other day. Oh, you did? Um, huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We, we we got one like eight as soon as we possibly could, and I tore it all apart. And what's interesting is it is far more. I mean, it's it's very complex. There's a lot of stuff going on in there, um, like way more than the like Apple Watch little. Yeah, because this thing. has it has like obviously the magnets and the Qi coil, and also a little well, uh, uh, NFC chip mm. inside of mm-hmm. it right? and and all kinds of crazy shielding yeah. it's pretty impressive what they've done um and so the thing that i think is a big deal that we think is a big deal is not like necessarily that the chi charging will be like way faster or so i mean it should be but it is that's yeah. to me the selling point is the feel mm. it's like being able to just like drop your phone down on something and it like 
Matt like bumps into place and feels like binary again. Mm-hmm. You know, the nice thing about like when you plug in like a lightning cable or something is it feels like you get the click. It's like, oh, it's in, you know, right? There's you have no this binary thought feedback. about like, did I put it in right? Exactly. No, it's, it's it like tells you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, here's some feedback. It's in. And having that with these magnets where like, and I can see, you know, we don't, I don't have the f- a phone yet. Well, it should get it tomorrow where we can match up the MagSafe with the thing. But I can tell by watching videos that, and the way the magnets are, they're, they're kind of crazy magnets. And the, the way they are, the thing won't really, you know, some magnets, if you, it will stick. Uh, and if it's not perfectly aligned, it, it will still stick. But this is going to be a situation where it only really sticks strongly if it's perfectly aligned. Um, mm-hmm. That's like how it's designed. And so I think there's going to be this feeling that is created once people get used to it. Like they're not going to want to go back. To, people aren't going to want to go back to Chi where you're just sloppily putting a phone down and mm-hmm. it's not giving you that feedback like, oh, no, we're good now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's going to be a big deal. We think it's going to be a really big deal. Um, and so we are, you know, kind of rush, <laughs> rushing to kind of do something quickly. Um, and then I think definitely for the future of like all of our uh, like charging docks, we are anticipating that this is going to be something that's almost like required kind of where that just feels so good that people aren't going to want to go back. Yeah. So probably by the time this episode is released we will have launched like pre-order <laughs> for uh the new thing i'm mike i'm dropping images in our uh oh, wait, what? little slack thing but basically the idea here's our like thinking is oh, the magsafe okay. is not designed to be like a dock right like it's it's magnetic so if you were to put it like flat on a table and set your phone on it as soon as you pick your phone up, like the MagSafe is coming along with it. Mm -hmm. And so if you want this to behave like a dock, then you need to have it like affixed to a surface. So you could just like glue or tape it like directly to a table, but nobody wants to do that. So basically we're the thing we're going to launch with is two variants, um, like a MagSafe only one, and then a MagSafe plus Apple watch. And they're both, like we're saying bring your own cable solutions where similar to what we were always did with the Apple watch where you, ha- you like provide that cable. You're also providing the MagSafe thing. And then we are basically creating like really nice Walnut housings for these. And then with our nano suction uh, adhesives, it's what keeps it in place so it can stay affixed to your nightstand or desk or whatever and then it will behave like a true dock with this added benefit of the magnetic alignment and then the fast charging with the so uh, this is a a a product where you kind of you you put one of these in and it stays in that's the thing yes right yes yes yes. now it's not you know because it's it's, it's attaching with nano suction stuff you can take take it it off and it doesn't No, this is this stuff. is good because, like, yeah. I mean, so there are there are, there are some interesting benefits to this product. So, like, the fact that you can wirelessly charge and use your phone at the same time, which is actually not really a thing, which has been super easy to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like, so like, this will actually be good for our household because uh, my wife uh, wirelessly charges her phone and will continue to want to. 
but I was just thinking I would need to get a bit of like blue tack and stick one of the Mac safes mm-hmm. to her bedside table. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, exactly. Which That's is what I do with yeah. a, for her with a, um, an Apple Watch thing. She she just mm-hmm. has the little thing, and I just adhesively stuck one of the things on there. But this is a a much better solution for that. This is a good first step, I think. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if you've been thinking about other stuff you want to do, but like this is a very logical first move for how you can adapt the material dock to meet the new MagSafe lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why we're like willing to do this so quick is because we can offer these at a pretty low price point. Right. Um, just because there's not a lot of stuff. There's going no on electronics in this version. No right. electronics. Oh, right? and yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if these were like, you know, like really exp- had to be really expensive or something, I think we would be more hesitant. Um, but the fact that we can like offer them at like a lower price, like feels you know like it's worthwhile and good and i think Mm. um i think people this might be a thing where people at first are like hmm i don't know but i have a feeling that this it's gonna feel so delightful to just like kind of slap your phone down and have it kind of jump into place no you see i Um, i think you've maybe like to, to think like people might not like it i think you might have gotten too far away from the original this is exactly the same as the original material doc which the one that i have where yeah. I still the provided the cable and like right, the, oh, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. I yeah. still yeah. bought it and loved it, right? So like yeah. it's the same and there's thing. Much, there's much less assembly uh, with these that there yeah. was with the original, where you're having Before. to like screw things in. Yeah, because I have yeah. to adjust mine every once in a while, and I don't have to yeah. do that. Yeah. I wouldn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. no, so, I'm yeah. I'm really I'm really excited about these. Like I think they're a good way to. Uh, tweak how the magsafe is used Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is this might actually be the kind of only way like the best and only approach for using magsafe in this way because we were actually we so we had the same thinking that you just said where it's like okay this is a good first stab but let's see like what we can do that's maybe more custom or whatever and so we've we've done some thinking of like oh could we actually like put this MagSafe underneath a piece of felt and have it look like exactly like our current um, our current Chi Dock that we offer, or can we like uh, ha- you know have a third party supplier and build like a custom thing that's under walnut or under felt or whatever? And all of those uh, issues are all of those ideas are kind of non-starters because they ha- they introduce uh, problems in various ways. Uh, like so one uh obvious example is like <laughs> the the size of the magsafe uh in conjunction with the iPhone 12 mini it like comes kind of close to where the camera bump is it almost hits the corner of the camera bump just yeah. the magsafe itself it's kind of crazy <laughs> so we 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 actually we have this uh, designed in a way to where the the magsafe like s- protrudes up like about a millimeter a millimeter and a half or so uh to get clearance of the walnut for that camera bump i mean if you have a case on it it becomes less of an issue but like so if we had like a lot of cases have the little bump they have the ridge or whatever yeah so you have to account for that and so if you were just like trying to embed this thing like flush in a material or have another material on top of it like it wouldn't work it would create problems Mm. so you actually have to kind of stick with the 
the original implementation and then just have a way to well, have that work in whatever system I guess you're doing. This is in, unless you decided to go the full on route of like made for iPhone, we're going to get the well, parts. Well, you still. There's mm-hmm. still a, there's still the same problem. So, Mike, I just sent you a little image in the Slack. The, 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 the you could, but it would still be. It, I just tricky. mean it more like if you ended up at some point having an idea, like this could come later, like of a different type mm-hmm. of product mm-hmm. that would use yeah. MagSafe, you might want to do it. But yeah, I understand. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. It, it is complex. It has some complexities. Um, well, and yeah. I tell you what, after tearing apart that MagSafe, uh, third-party solutions, uh, they're going to be hard to do, <laughs> right. you know? Um, yeah. and I mean, I'm sure they'll come out. Like, I'm certain they will. And I, Apple seems to be pretty, um, like, just they, they, re- they put a lot of work in their, like, in the developer document they released of just, like, this is exactly what you do to make magnets be compatible with the MagSafe magnets. So um, they don't seem to be keeping that close to the chest or anything. Yeah. So it seems like they want people to, like, here, if you want to make this compatible with MagSafe, this is how you do the magnets exactly. But it's the combination of the magnets and the chi, which is very sensitive um, mm-hmm. because those things, there has to be all the shielding and stuff. And so it's one of those situations where, like, yes, I'm sure there will be cheap third-party ones made, but will they really perform well is like a huge question. And so we're kind of going to wait and see what happens with that before we decide to try to go down this road of like making a custom one that's embedded in a material or in plastic or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sort of stuff because is, it's is just, well it's a lot, waiting, right? Like how yeah. do the, like, uh, you know, the, the stuff that comes through the made for iPhone program, uh, how good is that compared to Apple stuff? And then also like, people that don't go through that program and make their own how good is that yeah. right and yeah. because there's no yeah. rush to it i think you've come up with uh, an option which is well we have these successful products that people like well now you can just get one where you just you know bring your own puck or whatever and, yeah and and it, it will 100 percent do the job of replacing quote unquote the the chi version that you make for people yeah. that want to use magsafe yeah yeah yeah, and I mean, they just feel good. The, yeah, there, so there's a there's a reason that from day one with Material Doc, like we asked the customer to provide their own Apple Watch cable, and we've never strayed away from that. Is it's just not worth it? Like so much easier. to reverse yeah. to reverse engineer that to be up to the standard that uh, Apple has done with that, and to have the you know magnets correct and the way that works, or get like a third party to do one it's just like no this is a perfectly acceptable no. to just like create a housing essentially for the uh, well you can for the apple watch pucks we've sourced them you can buy three dollar ones uh from asia all day long right uh but they don't we tested them they don't work that well so and when they don't you do feel the because i don't think that the apple watch is in this mfi program to my memory maybe it is you mean the little the little puck yeah thing? yeah um i don't think it is either necessarily. when you do this like if you apply to be i mean i don't know if you know this but you you if anybody will i know will know this you will know this um if you apply to do this whole thing and get the certification from apple or whatever don't they just provide you with the parts 
I think they provide the manufacturer. Manufacturers are the ones who usually like do it. And right. I think they might provide the manufacturer components. Right. And then the manufacturer has to go through a process, like a validation process that they're like doing stuff right. Okay. And then as a us, we could buy MFI components from the manufacturer. And then I think there might be something that we have to do, but it's not like we have to. There's basically like MFI, like manufacturers and right. stuff. Um and you but probably I think a lot have those... to do something to be able to print on the box. Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's definitely like um, suppliers of cables and mm-hmm. you know, like chargers that will say like this is an MFI cable or whatever, and they're more expensive. And we can get those things. Um, but I think a lot of times they're focused on like their contract manufacturers and they're focused on like Belkin and stuff who have some completely custom solution that they want to do yep. and they're going to make, you know, a million units or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, 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 we're at this tr- tricky scale where um, we don't necessarily always have access to that. But honestly, like if we, because of our scale, if we were to like get a $20 cable and put it in our product, it's going to cost the consumer, like the customer on the other end, like way more. It's it's cheaper to actually buy an Apple cable and you know, it's just like legit and awesome. And so it's kind of like where we've settled to be able to really confidently provide these like charging solutions that we know like are safe and <laughs> work really well and aren't like, you know, just like, breaking all the time and stuff is just to like do this bring your own cable thing uh and i think for the most part it's good especially when we can kind of like non-destructively integrate the cable where it's like well yeah you're using this magsafe that's cost 40 bucks but like it's not like we're hurting it or you know whatever mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. so it feels i mean it feels like uh it feels the right the right move for at least right now we'll, we'll oh no it's great i'm i'm genuinely surprised that you're like you have something so fast because i yeah I, I was thinking we would come today and talk about like and i would say like <laughs> hey what are you going to do about this it hadn't yeah. even crossed my mind to do what you've done like it's so obvious though because yeah. it's going back to the roots of the product so what's the yeah. what is the deal here when are they going to be available so we're gonna uh, our goal is to start pre-orders uh, next week, which may be this week, depending on when <laughs> this episode goes live. Uh, and it will, I think we'll put kind of like... October 26th. Yeah. And I think we'll put like a um, like a four week, like ships in roughly four weeks. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we're looking at in terms of a timeline. Um, yeah. So I'm actually, uh, I'm driving to San Antonio this afternoon to get a MagSafe at an Apple store uh, to use in a, a short little video we're going to shoot because, uh, as mentioned, Tom ripped apart the first one that we had. <laughs> so, so you kind of well, need I, Okay, but I ripped it apart because Dan ordered two and they just didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, I ordered two like the, the second they were available to order and I was like, great, I got them. And then something screwed up with FedEx or something like they never arrived. So that's been a bummer. So I have to go get some more. Yeah, we we were trying to, because I ordered a dinner on a phone. We're picking up a phone tomorrow and mm. um, I wanted to get three, right? Because mm-hmm. we'd have mm-hmm. uh, one at the studio and then two at home. Mm-hmm. and I was trying to order it, and it kept, like, crapping out on me, and it turns out you could only order two. Like, they wouldn't let you uh, order more than two. Uh, 
so then by the time i was able to get the app store app to stop glitching on me we're now like they'll come next week or something like uh, the next week yeah. which is not that i mean yeah. it's not that bad but i, w- I would yeah. like to be able to try it out at the same time so when because we're, yeah. we're actually doing an apple store pickup which I, mm-hmm. i'm in very intrigued to see how that's gonna work um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm tomorrow but like they have like these windows and that kind of stuff and i don't know if we'll have the opportunity to try and buy one but i'm gonna try and do that too but it's an interesting thing like i'm i'm really intrigued about it for myself right like i'm the long known chi denier um Mm -hmm. i've never (laughs) used chi charging uh and a big part of that for me i mean i've expressed a couple of issues that i've had about chi charging and and i actually think Mm -hmm. the magsafe solves some of them which is one Mm -hmm. uh that it's a pain to me like i just it just isn't as simple to like which is Mm -hmm. exactly you you did a really great job of explaining it tom it's like when i plug a cable into my phone my phone is charging and i know it i never have to second guess it it's just charging because the cable's in it but with a chi charger like you can put it down wrong you don't put it down Mm -hmm, just right then and it's just like well if that if i have to be so precise about it what's the freaking point in using the chi charger Mm -hmm. i may as well plug Mm -hmm, a cable in or do what i do every night which is just put it on my material dock i know where it goes it's easy to put in right so that works for me um, I have never have been a fan of what the uh, low efficiency of it and the like mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. energy dissipation, but it feels like MagSafe is actually going some ways to make that better, right? Because it aligns yeah. properly. Um, so, yeah. and that's why it can deliver 15 watts instead of 7.5 watts for the charging. Um, the other thing though, which is the biggest problem for me is is my pop socket. Um, now mm. the pop socket oh. company have said they are developing MagSafe compatible pop sockets, but mm-hmm. I am not sure they will oh. work uh, because all of They're not the gonna work with Qi. Well, no, it's just the idea you take it off that you could take it off and put it back on. But there'll be a thing there. There'll be like a mount or something. Yeah, but if it works, I don't care. Um, but I. But it won't let work. It won't. I'm not they confident it, it will work, that the magnet it will won't. be strong enough because everything that I've seen from all of Apple's accessories seems like the magnets are not that strong. So I can tell you they're not that strong. Uh, so I don't you, know how they're Couldn't you make the magnet super strong <laughs> on, on the, the pop socket side? I don't know. The way these magnets are, they're not like uh, what you think. They're... Mm. So um, think about it this way. You know, you know, like there's polarity on a magnet mm-hmm. north-south, right? Mm-hmm. These magnets are in a ring, a, a pretty thin ring, and the north goes towards the inside of the circle and the south goes towards the outside, or it might be reversed. But anyways, that's the, the polarity is like that. Mm-hmm. And so when you have another set of magnets attracting to them, they're attracting on this very thin axis. It's not mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. a big surface area for them to attract to. So you can make the magnets as strong as you want. It's not going to be this crazy... Um, thing i mean you you could certainly make them stronger but the the, mm. but the problem i mean i suppose it could work but i would just i, I don't think it's going to be as strong as people think like i don't think it's going to be strong enough to be like oh yeah i'll just put this pop socket on and it'll be totally fine <laughs> like, mm. i think it, it won't feel as strong as what you want a pop socket to be the whole point of it is like a rigid handle it's, right the, the point um, of it is i should be able to hold my phone by it yeah you know? yeah exactly yeah and yeah. and i I said I, the jury is out for me as to whether that's going to be possible, but this might. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just the case for me is I need to actually have the phone because I'm getting the Pro Max right, mm-hmm. and mm. 
you know, for me, my ability to be able to use a phone that large comfortably is in part due to the fact that pop sockets work so well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just haven't made my mind up yet because, yes. um, mm-hmm. you know, I might just try and use the phone without it for a bit and see, like, uh, yeah. is my assumption incorrect about the way that mm-hmm. I use my device? Well, I think a square, you know, the corners will help you for sure. Yeah, I mean, and that could mm-hmm. definitely be the case, right? Like, it might just be easier to hold so it's not so much of an issue anymore. But, but all I'll say is I am much more uh, open to considering Qi charging with uh, this MagSafe technology than I was uh, previously, because it's it's mm-hmm. what it, for, I guess two main reasons, which is one that it has uh, kind of put some of my concerns um, in a way that uncomfortable, and the other is like what well, it's very clear now where Apple is going. So mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. when I feel like I understand the writing on the wall, I have to make changes in the way that I use my devices before it's too late and I'm forced. Yeah. Because what is quite clear at this point is that within some point in the not-too-distant future, there will be no longer a charging port on the phone and yeah. it yeah. will charge this way. I mean, is yeah. it... Uh, Maybe next gen. Uh, we yeah. were considering it. People have been talking about it for a couple of years and it's like, ah, would they do that? I don't know. It's very clear now because <laughs> they have put this yeah. work into this charging thing and it's not just so they can be, oh, look at a new accessory. Like, I think this is what they will want people to do. Yeah. It's just so deeply integrated. It was like such a complete set of accessories they released too that it just feels like, okay, no, like they're in on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. But it looks cool though. We'll see. The best part of all of this is I wasn't planning to upgrade my phone. I have an 11 Pro. Uh, but now I've, I'm basically forced to because <laughs> we have these accessories, and so I have to be able to test oh, it. Oh no! Yeah, so, yeah, I know. of course. I forced uh, my hand. What a sh- what a shame! <laughs> um, this sounds like such a bummer. Well, what you could do then, I guess, is just get one and just return it from the 14 day. Yeah. No, yeah? Probably no, no. You probably it, I guess. Do that, Dog fooding, Mike. Dog yeah. mm, looks nice though, these phones. Oh yeah. They look really nice. Yeah. Oh that oh man, that's a good transition into in Dan's tech corner if we want to do Whoa, that. Whoa, okay. I haven't <laughs> heard that song in a long time, so uh, uh what even is it? Uh Dance Tech Corner straight to the high and got higher. <laughs> I know. I kept, <laughs> higher and higher every time. <laughs> oh, don't, don't put that on yourself, because you, you know you say other things. There's only one of us that has to commit to that. Tom, uh, <laughs> I, I've noticed your productivity of work has gone down. Oh, I take all these vocal <laughs> lessons for Dance Tech Corner. <laughs> the sacrifices we must make for Dance Tech Corner. So, what is Dance Tech Corner's topic today? Uh, a flat-sided iPhones, of course. Oh, okay. But really, I mean, this is, I just have, I don't have a concrete topic, just like vague uh, ideas that are swirling around in my head. But the thing that I'm interested in, interested in talking about is uh, the products that have uh, kind of a design history and they, they stay uh, similar but are just like tweaked throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And then the question is like, why do these tweaks happen? Was that tweak an improvement? So in specifically, so an example of this is like, like a Porsche 911 or something where it's like, oh, this has like a classic 
silhouette, like a classic design, and it like changes throughout the years. And some people like certain years over other years, but it's like, oh, you can kind of recognize it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a that's a nine eleven. Um, and so with the iPhone, I think it's interesting. It's like we had the iPhone four and the iPhone five, and these to me are like <laughs> appear to be universally beloved like designs and then they went away from that with like the rounded kind of the more pill shape and then they came back to it and they come back to it and everyone is like yes i love these flat-sided phones so the question to me becomes like why why did they ever go away from it like what are the forces that drive you to make those changes like how much of it is uh like the this kind of fashion or this or this notion of like well the phone we kind of have to change the phone every year because that's why people buy new phones is they like the new industrial design and then how much of it is like an actual engineering thing where it's like oh with these these curved edges we might be like we can do the screen a little different and make as as john syracuse says it's very slimming like it makes the bezels look smaller if we don't have the flat sides i think it allowed them to 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 increase the surface area of the phone right because yeah it's the flat sides is like well now the phone can only be as big as the screen like you can't yeah. you know and so then if they needed a bit more space inside of there which i think they did right then that allowed them to to do that i mean i i would just say i will say um i never really uh took to the to the iphone 6 style design mm-hmm. yeah um, me neither. it didn't blow me away at first if my memory serves me well but what i do know and i do definitely remember it is past the iphone 7 i couldn't stand it anymore um like mm-hmm. as we got to 6s and into 7 like i really liked that the phone got bigger and i was super happy about that but the design and it wasn't like i'm not one of these people that's like iphone 4 or nothing because i actually mm-hmm. don't i prefer the 5 to the 4 and mm-hmm. i think that the current phones look better than like the, the 11 looks better than the 5 to me it's just like that mm-hmm. is a better looking piece mm-hmm. of technology mm-hmm. but what i am happy about is that I think that flat sides on these phones looks better than flat sides on previous phones or curved edges on the um or rounded mm-hmm. edges on the on the current phones. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think yeah. it's working as it's moving forward and I'm happy about that, but it's not like I'm I want the flat sides because I pine for the iPhone 5. Mhm. Yeah, my theory would be that it's uh, they want flat sides. The industrial design team agrees with almost everyone in the world that that is a better ergonomic situation, but it is driven by a screen. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, Apple obviously wants this whole thing to just be screen, like all screen, mm-hmm. you know, just like screen for days, no margins. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's always the balance of like, okay, let's do the rounded sides because it looks slimmer. It like you you see more screen you don't have like the color edge around the side usually you know it's just like screen and then once they can get the screens closer and the like edge band thinner then they'll like move back to the i mean to me that makes sense i mean i could imagine being like an industrial design like session and being like look what are the goals here uh the biggest goal is about this like visual like every everything is a, it's like all screen especially when they took away you know the home button on the bottom and i know that their biggest goal now is taking away that notch in the top right mm-hmm. and so they will do if if they have to to take away the notch at the top if they have to round the edges again they're going to round the edges again mm-hmm. to get rid of that notch mm-hmm. and then once they can 
have no notch and have square edges again, they're going to have square edges again. I mean, to me, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like this trade-off. And the, the Apex phone is a zero margin or very little margin, you know, screen side to side, no notch, just like, you know, screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some people at the design team would want like symmetrical buttons. Like, you know, it's just like this perfectly symmetrical thing, especially when there's no power port or whatever. But that's not going to happen. But anyways... That's my theory, that it's mm-hmm. just like these two competing ergonomic and, uh, and like screen-to-screen mm-hmm. forces. Do we know if the, mar- the um, edge band is thickness on the Pro is thinner than on the 12? I can look. The, 12, no, the 12 and Pro are absolutely identical in every way. Uh like measurement wise is that what you're asking uh, i mean the actual metal visual um metal amount of metal on the very edge because one's um, aluminum one's steel right mm-hmm. yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if i think different. it's a, i have yeah. the I think there is actually a, an, an incredibly small size difference between the two of them but like so small that cases don't even need to be interchanged well, I have. I mean, I have the exact drawing. Well, I please like, that yeah. fancy. Book. <laughs> I, I find while them. Tom is looking, I've I actually had a thought the other day. I wonder if the the thickness of the new iPhones is close enough to the iPhone five, where you could actually use the glyph, like the early the iPhone five glyph that was just like a single piece that it slotted into. I mean, it would like the shoe would like cover up uh, part of the screen and stuff. It would be janky, but. That would be funny if that product uh, gained a new life. Uh, we might have a few units left in a warehouse somewhere that we can try to sell the off. The iPhone 5 was 7.6 millimeters deep. Mm. And yeah, I think the these are 7.4 or something. is 7.4. So yeah, they will might work. fit-ish. Okay, so I can confirm the metal band is 1.15 millimeters all around on both the Pro and the 12, like the, the normal 12 and the mm-hmm. Pro. So mm-hmm. that is the same. I wonder if the screen and then the screen margin, 347. What are you looking at, Tom? Uh, Apple releases as part of their um, accessory design guides as part of like the developer right. program. They have this huge, and they give you like machine drawings, like uh, on pages, like uh, they're like in there of all the phones, all the devices, right. like literal for case manufacturers. But it's like a complete working set of drawings. Like it's not ambiguous. It's like That's down cool. to the one thousandth of a millimeter, which is a ridiculous measurement to go down to. <laughs> so um, they, they afterwards, they so after a device is released. As part of the, de- yeah. there is like a, 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 like part of the developer program is for physical product developers. So you can, you don't, you don't have to do anything special to get these technical drawings. So you could make cases that fit, for example. Exactly. Instead of like right. measuring yourself, which people used to do. But the cool thing is they even have like the radius profiles and stuff for the corners and stuff. So you can like, well, they're not perfect circles, but you know, like you can get the exact radius or the curve and stuff. And, you know, like camera viewing openings and all and like don't put stuff here, put stuff here. Um, so it's not, it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. very convenient, especially for us when we're like thinking about making like, you know, a dock. It's like, wait, how big is the, ma-? you know, I can like, make yeah. these drawings and figure out exactly how big things are and stuff. So it's pretty nice. Very nice that they do it. Very handy. 
But yeah, so yeah, so I, uh, that's my guess about why that is. Dan, I mean, did you have a, a theory? No, that's, I mean, it's, it's all, I don't, that sounds plausible to me for sure. I've always, it's always, I've really, I'm with Mike. I never liked the iPhone 6 and beyond style, and it was, I, I thought it was kind of a disaster in terms of like droppability or holdability. Like the mm-hmm. iPhone six is when I had to start putting a case on my phone because it was like, mm-hmm. this isn't grippable. It just wants to th- fly out of my hand <laughs> yeah. when I'm holding on to it. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, return back and uh, attempt a naked phone once again. <laughs> yeah. The one, um, I think the real, you know, the real, the, the camera bump is the real, um, that's going to, I think, be the thing that, that and like colorways, just like color options are going to be the things that excite people in the future. Like that's where they're going to be playing around because eventually they're going to arrive at full screen, edge to edge. The thickness is going to probably not get too crazy thin. Uh, and so it's just going to be like colorways, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. where are the colors? Maybe some weird finishes mm-hmm. and like camera bump or like cameras you know that's all mm-hmm. it's going to be because mm-hmm. that's the most expressive part of the phone and they're like obviously with the new i found that the new line of accessories and the way they're doing they obviously thought about the colors for the phones and the colors for the cases together like as a whole it's not like they made the phone colors first and then did the case colors i'm pretty sure they did them all at once because especially like the way they lay them out like on the site like in the grid where it's like about look at all the combinations you can do Mm -hmm. um that to me is like like interesting and like very fashiony and Mm -hmm. uh and like feels very modern like all the browns and stuff they're doing and so um yeah i don't know i think that and the camera bump is so expressive. Like the whole case is like basically being like, hey, check out this camera bump. You know, like that's the whole the whole jam with the way that thing is designed. And so I think that's where we're going to see like in just like, you know, maybe some interesting stuff going on in the future. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Need. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 63.